following program is your wake-up call. Listen to discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Doreen DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. And before we begin, I would like to send out the condolences. The Progressive Union would like to send the condolences to the family of legendary DJ Harry Harrison, who passed away today. He was the triple threat on WABC in the 70s. It was Ron Lundy, Harry Harrison, and... Dan Ingram. I remember them. And I remember all of them. That was when radio was so cool. Remember? Mm. It was so cool. We don't have radio like that anymore. We just don't. And then, of course, Cousin Brucey. I forget. I forgot about it. Just, there was a fourth guy. And I right, right. Who it was. Cousin, and he's still hanging in there. He, he's but, on serious. He's on serious. Mm. Well, that's cool. All right. So, what? where are we? Okay, the last time you guys, we, we talked to you, we it was after the debate. So... Fast forward, I think it's about two weeks later, and now we're dealing with the kangaroo court impeachment, and we have the Iowa caucuses, you know, right in front of us, February 3rd. Um, So that is what's going on. Those two things are going on at the same time. So we have some of the senators are stuck listening to this sham trial. We were watching the circus the other night, and they're going to Iowa. The three leads on, on the show. Showtime. Circus. I said, "Oh, here we go again. We're going to Iowa in their little roadside coffee shops. What America really wants." I'm like, "Not this again." I know, but we we, we have people that listen to us in oh, Iowa, Tony. God. We do in the heartland. No, I'm just saying, could you go to other places well, besides coffee? Well, you shops? know what it is. The problem is, is that they always start. You know why they go to the coffee shops? Because they can't find anybody that's still working in these. Oh, you're funny. Stop. Go to Stop, 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 stop. Listen, well, the workplace, they don't really care for politics. A lot of workplaces do not want politics. It's like buildings don't like ours. They don't really like petitioning. We get away with it. We've been petitioning for Bernie, by the way. They could go in there and say, you know, we're scouting locations for a movie. Oh, Oh, come on in. Yeah, right. Okay. So anyway, they start with Iowa this time. Usually it's New Hampshire. This time it's Iowa, then New Hampshire, then South Carolina. Um, in all honesty, it's very hard for them to start campaigning in a big state. Like if you came to New York, this is a very expensive place to campaign because it's big. And a lot of the venues are expensive. They're also hard to get to. Bernie had another rally here in Queens. Yeah, you can't even get Spaghetti Western conventions here in Manhattan. Oh, you're so funny, Tony. Everybody's worried about that issue. You're so funny. Um, Well, Franco and I are. Right, that's true. One of our listeners. Hi, Franco. Um, Okay, so... There's Iowa. That's the caucus. Caucuses are strange, too. Okay, It's not like regular voting. We explained this the last time. You're persuading people to vote for your candidate, and you're there for hours. It's not like here walking in, people vote, and in five minutes is all over. This is like a whole afternoon or evening of your life. Like It starts at a certain time. There's certain rules. So... They need to have, I did not know this, I was listening to NPR earlier, um, John Nichols was on from The Nation magazine, and he's spending a lot of time in Iowa, and he said that they need to have 50% of the polling at 15% to be in the caucuses. So people like Amy Klobuchar, who I can't believe is still in this race, Ah. is polling at like 8%. And you know what? I like the show The Circus on Showtime that Tony was talking about, but they showed her a little bit too much 
She's polling at 8%. They didn't show Tulsi at all. They didn't show Andrew Yang, who has a lot more supporters and money than she does. So whatever. And she was very excited that she had 12,000 people on a call she was doing because she couldn't be in Iowa because of the impeachment. I'm like, lady, it's like five days before the friggin' caucuses. Like, you're just starting to get some people interested in your campaign. Anyway, and then the last thing they showed was Bernie. They, they, Bernie on the campaign trail. Now, Bernie, like the rest of them, um, there's um, Warren, Klobuchar, Bernie, and there's somebody else that's like running for president that nobody even knows is still running. What's his name? Michael Bennett. He's, he's still running? He's polling at like negative percent. I thought he dropped out a long Our time ago. Our friggin' Pat would poll more than he he's does. He's like a guy that jumped out of an airplane and his parachute <laughs> got stuck in the wing. The and you, guy he's still is hanging there. still hanging in there. So anyway, I don't understand that. That's like ego or maybe he wants free food on the trampane trail. And I don't know. I have no idea why he's doing that. But anyway, so they're all stuck at the impeachment. So they're all sending surrogates out there and and i encourage you to watch this because it's kind of hilarious like i don't think they realize how they made the case for bernie so at first i was like oh look at them they're showing this one they're showing that one the castro brothers are are um surrogates for elizabeth warren they had like 20 people in a diner like tony was saying the castro brothers yeah the casco julian castro they're twins julian castro there's has a, two of them there's twins you didn't notice that they're twins I thought there was one guy. No, <laughs> no, Tony, they're twins. I just broke well, this news to you. Ah, uh, what is his first name? It's Julian. Julian and who's the other? Oh, you're gonna make me look this is up. This at. the one that they, maybe I made a comment about the guy growing a beard. The ch there's two of them. One has a beard now. Here, now oh, you're I gonna. It was the same guy. No, they're not the same guy. There's 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 two of them. They're twins. Castro. She's making me look this up, brothers. Here we go. I don't even have to type it. Julian Castro and Joaquin Castro. Say Joaquin. this to Joaquin. Okay. So there's two of them. Oh, so there's two Castro brothers. Yes, there are. There are two Castro I didn't brothers. Know that. So anyway, they've endorsed Warren. So they're in, like you said, one of these flapjack houses, whatever. Leave it to a Castro to, to uh, what's the word? Endorse Elizabeth Warren. Okay. So they're, you know, there and they're Your like, piece of they're like, we don't know if we draw a lot of people. Yeah, you got like 20 to 30 people in this place. Okay. So then um, Amy Klobuchar had all the local legislator people, like their assembly people, their city council people. They all got together. There's no audience, by the way. They just did like a video or they were on a news program saying they endorse Amy Klobuchar. So she went the local route. You know, maybe if the local people endorse me, I'm going to win. That's what she's, her her game. Imagine her against Trump in a Put debate. Put it this way. Oh, my God. Put it this way. If Trump gets kicked out of office and Pence has to run, Klobuchar couldn't even beat Pence. No, she couldn't. She couldn't. It would be so boring, first of yeah. all. She's almost is Pence. She's almost Republican. She would not beat Pence. No, and they might even stuck, agree about stuff. We'd be stuck with him for four years. Yeah, it's not actually running against Trump is a gift to anybody who's progressive because he is so opposite of what we are. He's the other side. He's the fake populist, right? He's a fake. He's a phony, and he knows it. Okay, so. I forget who else they showed. Oh, Joe Biden and his crowd. It's a bunch of old people and, you know, I don't know, whatever yet. People. <laughs> 
And he was asked something about him and his son. He was like, I'm here to beat Trump. And uh, the Senate's there to convict him. I'm like, all right, good job, Joe. And then he always has that weird look on his face. The camera came in and it looked like, I don't know where I am. Like he was having a Scooby-Doo moment. He forgot where he was for a minute. I was like, don't, you shouldn't put the camera on him when he's having like his Alzheimer's moment. And I'm not being mean. He's just an old guy that's getting old. There's a corner people turn. He turned that corner. All right. So that was Biden. So the last person they show is Bernie. So here's the Bernie bus and everything else. So they can't show Bernie because Bernie's, where is he? He's sitting listening to this freaking trial. He's probably sitting there saying, geez, I got to sit here with this nonsense. It's Trump. So who is his surrogate who comes landing in Iowa? Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, our neighboring congresswoman, okay, from New York City. And you say, Iowa? Are they going to like, be interested? It was packed. Huge rally. People all over the place. Clapping. Excited to see her. She gets on the microphone. They're as excited to see her as they are to see Bernie. And then Bernie had a... Um, a Skype message audio to the people saying, I'm sorry, I can't be there, whatever. So he has a woman as his surrogate that draws as many people as he does. So they're like, oh, poor Bernie isn't going to be, what's going to happen? He's not going to be on the campaign trail. Um, and guess who was there with her? Michael Moore. Michael Moore. So Bernie's got more. He's got rappers. My old, my He's old got friend. a... What's that? Well, Michael Moore, my old Tony friend. Met, we, Tony and I met Michael Moore. We went to see his show uh, yeah, like he told two me years story ago. about how I never got to Tiger Stadium. Now, he's from Flint, and he told me. He goes, oh, I was there the day that Denny McClain won his 30th game in 1968. I says, nice, to, nice way to rub it in there, Mike. Oh, you that's know, like funny. Like rub the salt in the wound. He left. He looks just like he looks like on TV. Yeah, just, an unmade bed. Yeah, rumpled, but smart. So... I forget which one of them was interviewing him at the end, like after the rally. That was the, that was the night we, uh, we ran into Amy Goodman, too. Mm -hmm. um, and they were asking, they're like, but do you really think that somebody who's a democratic socialist, who's not a mainstream, you know, um, moderate Democrat can win? He goes, well, let me put it this way. Biden's Hillary and Hillary was Gore and Gore was Kerry and Kerry was Mondale. He goes, and they all lost, and they were all moderates. So history already tells us. Yeah, but he got the he got the line wrong. Why? What was the line? Kerry wrong? ran after Gore. Kerry ran after Gore. He oh, that's true. He he, he, he he switched it. Well, it doesn't matter. They all lost, and they were all moderates. None of them were progressives. None of them had big change. None of them won. They didn't win. Republicans won against them. So that means some Democrats didn't vote for them because Republicans don't have enough voters to and then win. And I asked you about Dukakis. Yeah, Dukakis was more liberal and they wanted him. The Democrats didn't want him. <laughs> it's sort of like a Bernie story. Well, somehow he got the nomination. Yeah, well, the nomination's one thing. But and they so, put that stupid helmet on his head. So anyway, well, they wanted to love him to look stupid. So anyway, so, you know, that's how they ended the story. This, you know, and I believe, and the reason why we're talking about this, I believe that the Democratic Party, the establishment Democratic Party, is looking at this situation with Bernie because Bernie's, Bernie's unstoppable. They have not been able to stop him since the beginning. They've tried every, right? They tried Kamala. They tried Mayor Pete. They tried Biden. Who else did they try? Pete, Biden, 
Castro yeah. Brothers, Cory Booker, who else? Everybody. They put everybody was running for president. Now they have Bloomberg. He's polling like 11% with all this money nationally. Don't do it, people. Oh, my God. Please, please don't do it. He's Trump with brains. He's Trump with brains. He's and much he's more dangerous. More money. Oh, my Lord, help me. Don't do it. He almost destroyed us here. Please don't do it. He's he no friend to the working New people. York doing all kinds of building projects, making a bundle on it. And now the infrastructure is in New falling York apart. is falling apart. Mm -hmm. It's like a time bomb. You can't go two blocks without seeing road crews yep. fixing roads. And never mind the water system here. Our water is not good here. But anyway, we're going to talk about water a little bit later. So they've thrown anybody they could find against Bernie. And they can't, th th he's unstoppable. So he's our Trump. What I mean is by that, he's the anti-establishment candidate that they, the establishment Party members cannot stop, just like the Republicans couldn't stop Trump. They couldn't. And we were listening to some other podcasts, and Tony and I have believed this from the beginning, is that Bernie should definitely grab Tulsi to run with him. And I'm going to give you the reason why. First of all, she's a woman. Two, she's a, a veteran and active military. She is a congresswoman. She is young and healthy. So that is good. That covers a lot of things, especially since Bernie is an older man, right? And the other reason is, is that she punches from both angles. She punches the Republicans and she punches the establishment Democrats, okay? She can be the attack dog for Bernie because Bernie's not that guy and he needs that. And she's very loyal to Bernie because she threw everything away because Bernie got cheated. And she said, see you, establishment Democrats. I'm going to put his name in nomination and I'm not afraid of you. And that's a good person to have in your VP slot. And she's really like backed herself in a corner for running for office because now, you know, because of the smears and everything they've done to her, that VP spot is perfect for her because she could actually become president from there. And that is the person that should be our first woman president. And I'm telling you, they can go into purple states and they can get people that B Bernie can't get alone. I know there's people out there that talk about other people, Nina Turner. And the guys that, that, for yanked, example, that yanked it for... Um Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin are definitely going to yank it for Tulsi. Yeah, even more so because she's, she like, if you go to her Instagram feed, she just, she's working out. Like, not in a sexy way. Like, she's badass. As Tony says, she's the Ellen Ripley of the election cycle from Alien. She is badass. She did uh, push-ups with some guy at one of the town halls. She had the guy was, like, tired and, like, stumbled when he got up. And he was very young. She was like, she could go for some more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and... She does Did her... Did they have the Gonna Fly Now song on? The one? No, gonna no. Fly no, now. no. But you know what Maybe I... guess she was doing the, the one-armed Rocky push No, she too. didn't do the one-armed. But you know I lo what I love about her is when she does go after you, and we've seen her, like, she destroyed Kamala Harris. That's why she's gone. Tim Ryan is gone because of her. She went after Mayor Pete. Imagine her going after Trump. Because maybe Bernie will be like, you take this one, Tulsi. Like when she's, when, you know, she even like, remember when Hillary said about uh, Bernie being boring and nobody liking him or not likable, Tulsi, that's the day that Tulsi sued Hillary. That's the day she announced, I'm suing Hillary. Same day. And then when they had the MLK, um, they had the services for Martin Luther King, 
there's video of this. It's on our Twitter page, Progressive View, if you want to see it, if you haven't seen it. But Bernie comes in, right? Blew right past Liz Warren. Everybody. Right to Tulsi. He went right to Tulsi, and she, they hugged each other. He hugged her. Bernie's not a hugging guy. He hugged her. She is loyal to him. I don't know if they're going to do this because they're probably afraid that everybody hates her. But that hatred of her is what will help Bernie because it will bring people Bernie does not have. People that would probably not vote for him or ensure they will be convinced by her. And that's what you need. You've got to take votes away from Trump and she'll punch Trump. And Trump's going to be off balance because she's female. She's good looking. She's in the military and she's not establishment. He's, he will be up against two anti-establishment people who are actually smart and loved. And that's going to be very hard for him. And the media's heads will explode, which is the most fun. Can you imagine Claire McCaskill on MSNBC if they were the running, running together? I think she'd have a nervous breakdown. Her head might explode right on national TV. Brian Williams might get like blood on his like little suit there. But he loves war, though. Brian Williams would break. He out loves a, war. He'd he gets, break out in a rash. He gets. He might get. He might be feeling good looking at uh, Tulsi too, though. He might be stroking it. He might be. He'd be like, she's wow, in the military. I don't need Viagra tonight. Right? I a picture of her. I'm watching oh, Tulsi. Tulsi Gabbard. Do you think she's a spy? Remember that night? They were like, do you think she is? It's so insane that anybody wouldn't believe this. Like people say, well, did you hear what they said about her? She has security clearances to be on these committees. She's in the military. All these guys probably fantasize about Tulsi in one of those uh, fur hats with those long Russian coats. Oh, stop. I don't know what they fantasize about. I wouldn't have. All I know is her against Pence. I think Pence would not know what to do with her. I really don't. I don't think Pence would have a clue what to do with her. He wouldn't know. His, he'd have to ask permission oh. from his wife to be on stage with her. Remember, he's not supposed to be with like any woman alone or something, whatever. Well, I don't think the woman part is, is the problem for Pence. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so either. But you, you know, know what I mean? Like, you know, she, she's not his gender of choice. Yeah, I know. You're right about that. That's hilarious. Um, so, you know, he's more, I think he's, you know, closeted outies instead of innies. You're funny. So I'm thinking in Iowa, if like Yang and um, Tulsi do not make the 15% because they're probably not in Iowa. That's why she's in New Hampshire so much. And she's putting her ads in New Hampshire because it's harder for her to win in Iowa or be, get on the board is where she wants to be. She wants to show some strength in, in New Hampshire. Where are those voters going to go when they go to be persuaded? They're not going to be persuaded to Biden. Or I don't even think they're going to be persuaded to Warren or they be with Warren already. I think they go to Bernie. I'm telling you. Because there's a second choice candidate, right? That's how the, the caucuses work. And we have neighbors. We've been getting signatures for Bernie. And they're like, well, we're getting signatures for Bernie. Oh, well, he's those that my top two candidates are Yang and Bernie. Yang and Bernie, these people have very good jobs, by the way. They have a baby on the way. They're well-educated. They're not like on the balls of their tuchuses or anything. And they like these two progressive candidates. So I don't want to hear about people, you know, people that aren't in situations that are desperate. They don't want Bernie Sanders. No, people that are smart and they look to the future know that we have too much debt, people, Walking around right with too much debt, the student debt, medical debt, bankruptcies, people finally getting going through bankruptcy because they make so little money they can actually have bankruptcy and they have they have nothing. 
Um, people with three jobs still don't have health insurance. Seven million people lost their insurance since Trump was elected because they've stripped away Obamacare. There's plenty of people out there, yes, that are on the really in desperate situations, but there's other people that know they're one catastrophe or one problem from being in that same position. So they're smart enough to know, you know what? I think we got to fix the planet, health insurance, and I think college is too expensive. And I'm gonna have. I would like to have a family, and this college, place I, is not well, working for me. We were having a talk before. Why do you? Why are you paying so much for college? Why is it so much more expensive? Why is it so much money? You go down, you sit there, you listen to some <laughs> geek that never left the college. And, <laughs> because I know people that when they went to college, they're basically students that did a, uh, what do they call it? internships for some professor, and they never left the school. They, it's like they never... They moved up. Walked off the campus. Well, that happens with a lot of They jobs. just turned around, and now they're taking over for whatever professor it's that It's just retired. too much money. It's insane, all right? It's sort what, of like... to sit there and take a philosophy class? It's going to cost me thousands? People are in it's tremendous nuts. debt. The debt, listen, we talked about this last... Anyway, it's very obvious that debt is the bubble, in general, people are carrying, we're carrying 31% of the debt of the planet Earth. Okay, we've talked about this before. So that's insane. That means everybody has debt. Don't have people, people tell me, oh, I always pay off my credit cards. No, you don't. You're full of crap. There is no way that people can do that every time because everything's credit or they make it so it has to be credit, right? Amazon has to be credit, right? Or debit. But that's your checking account. You got to balance your checking account, right? You got to make sure that like you don't bounce like you're, you're paying for your apartment or whatever. So everything's debt. You buy a car. We, I'm just paying my last car payment in February. Thank okay? God for that. Thank God for that is right. But that comes out of my checking account, right? That's debt. That's debt that I'm paying. Your checking account, dearest? Our checking account. You got Our that right. Our checking account. Yes. I'm sorry. But what I'm trying to say is is that debt is a big problem for people because no one could be able to survive without incurring debt because it's not the 1950s or 60s where almost nobody had a credit card. It just didn't exist. People no, were you able... paid for things on layaway. Yes, but there was no credit cards. Like one person had a job and one person stayed home and they still had a car well, and a home. Yeah, they used to call it the family car. Yes, You'd have one television in the house, mm -hmm. a vacuum, <laughs> a toaster, a toaster. I mean, you didn't need all these. If you had a dishwasher, it was like, woo, a dishwasher. Usually the daughter helped the mother do the dishes. Yeah, it was a different time. But financially, so the went out to work and like, you know, like in, in Mad Men, when Don Draper came home and she was sitting in the kitchen, <laughs> medicated, medicated, smoking her brains out. Right. Right, reading her paper. She was always reading the paper. So anyway, so almost, it's very close to February 3rd. I mean, it's amazing. Like, this thing's going to happen, and it's, it, 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 it's happening. There really isn't much change that can happen. 60% um, of the voters in Iowa and New Hampshire are undecided. So they're not decided yet. Now... 60%. Yeah, 60%. They're undecided. So... I, the Bernie people have a good ground game. Remember, they almost won. Hillary won by a sliver last time. So they know how this works. Like, they've done it before. And their support is so strong. So can you imagine the people that are, that if you're a voter for, for Bernie and you're a caucuser, right? 
and you have to persuade the other voters to vote for Bernie. Like, we're those people. We have our talking points down. Imagine if we were doing that. We would be persuading. We'd be working it and working it and working it. And we'd be picking off those other voters. Didn't Bernie win Iowa the last time? No, he didn't. No, he didn't win. No, Hillary did. Hillary won. Yes. Oh, Hillary God. won. Here we go. No, but it was by just a small fraction. Bernie's support has but, grown right, and grown but who and won grown. New Hampshire and who won South Carolina? Uh, Did he win South Carolina? I don't remember who won New Hampshire last time. I would have to look it up. When you're talking, I'll look up those two states. You want me to look for New Hampshire? New Hampshire was first last time. They flipped it. They changed the whole schedule of how we're voting. Who goes first? Because I know he won a couple of states. Oh, no, he won a lot of states. He won states that nobody thought he was going to win. And that's when they were like, we have to start purging. They came to New York. They purged voters. That's when the WikiLeaks got was, was uh, exposed of what they were doing. They were tipping the scale for Hillary. So they were doing everything they could to screw Bernie. But Bernie's support is just growing. It's not ever diminished. It's never going backward. It always grows. And now, like I told you, you're going to have Yang and Tulsi supporters who have nowhere to go. And they're going to go with Bernie. They're not going to go with the other candidates. Now, you might say... I hope he doesn't think about grabbing Yang. No, I don't think he'll grab Yang. No, he'll go another way. He'll pick Barbara Lee or he'll pick Nina Turner, which doesn't bring him anything new. Who is Barbara Lee? She's a congresswoman. From where? Uh, you keep asking me stuff I don't have written down. This is what I mean. Who is she and where is she Barbara from? Lee, I believe, was the only woman, only person in Congress that did not war- vote for the Iraq war. Is she black? Is she yes, white? Yes, she's African-American. And I look her up right now. Barbara. She doesn't even come up in the... Like, when you do this, her name doesn't even come up first. So, um, Barbara Jean Lee, she's... You've seen her on TV. I have. Sure you have. She is from California. Nah, I wouldn't, uh, no. No. And she's 73. It doesn't bring anything to the ticket. It doesn't bring new people. You need someone who's going to be a puncher and a counterpuncher to both sides of the parties, both Democrats and Republicans establishment, that is a woman and will bring all her people, which she will, and will bring new people Bernie does not have. We need some Republicans and independents. All right. She's 73, too. Right. She's a super lady, and she's very... There's nothing wrong with her, but she's not going to help him get more voters. It's not going to help him. No. At all. It will not change the dynamics. Tulsi will change it. The media will go nuts. Nina Turner doesn't bring any new people. I'm not saying Nina Turner should not be part of the... um, the White House, if he wins, she should be like chief of staff, to be honest with you. She really no, should. No, I would leave some of these people. Remember when Obama got in? And leave who? Grabbing all these governors, Napolitano. No, Nina Turner doesn't have any position in government right now. None. Oh, she's out? Nope, she's oh. out. So, and she's very loyal, and she is... She well, would, then I'd say, yeah. Very, yeah. She would definitely make sure she's always steering him in the right direction, and he really likes her, and they're very... They get along well, and she's a good surrogate, surrogate for him. I think that's where she needs to be because we need more people. We need to bring more people under this tent and got to take some away from the Republican Party, the disenfranchised, which there are plenty of them. So Democrats, again, <laughs> are hanging their hopes on a Republican, uh, just like they did when they were hanging their hopes on Robert Mueller. Remember? You right? remember Mueller was going to save us? 
with the report and he came, he looked like he was like being forced by gunpoint to speak to Congress. And half the time he looked like he was falling asleep. He showed up looking like a basset hound after a bender. Yeah, he really just didn't want to be there and whatever. It was a big dud. So now, okay, so we just watched TV and it looks like um, Trump, the walls might be closing in a little. I know that they say this on TV constantly, but... It looks like this Bolton thing, the book. I call them Lightning Bolton. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Uh, it looks like the Bolton thing might be the crack. Okay, so it looks Plus, like... Plus, they got him on video. I mean, audio with that tape. Yes. So, and by the way, he's Trump a- is afraid to run against Bernie. There's another tape with that guy, Lev, talking about Bernie. I forgot to mention that. He's talking about running, if he had to run against Bernie. He said, oh, that would have been hard if, like, she... He said, thank God Hillary didn't pick him as her vice president. I was worried about that because, you know, he really hates, he, he's good on trade. You know, he's better than I am, he said. He goes, he doesn't well, like NAFTA did, and all of this stuff. Well, what did I say? If Hillary had any brains, she well, grabbed Well, he knows that. He said that. He goes, if she would have grabbed Bernie, those Bernie voters would have voted for her because a lot of those Bernie voters were pissed off at, they hate Hillary, he said, and they voted for me just out of spite. He oh, knows well. this. This was a, a, a recording that, that he didn't know he was that's, being recorded. That's pretty scary that me and Donald Trump thought a lot. Donald Trump is not stupid. He is a strategist. And if he ran against Bernie, he's not going to be stupid. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be a cakewalk. Because if he does run against Bernie, he is going to start talking like Bernie. He's going to start promising stuff that Bernie promises. Because one thing he said in that recording with this guy, Lev, you know, the one that uh, Giuliani's... Parnas. Parnas. Uh, lackey, he said, hey, you know, the big thing is the debt. Even Tucker Carlson's talking about it, that this debt that people are carrying, medical, student debt, Bernie wants to get rid of it. Wipe it clean so people can start their lives and be consumers, buy houses, generate the economy, right? Live their lives. He wants to forgive it. Trump knows that that's a good position. Good. I'll send him some of my credit You know what? You know what? The reason why... (laughs) Bernie, I voted for you. The reason why... Help me out here. (laughs) The reason why that um, he's saying this is because Trump knows about debt. Trump, he declared bankruptcy for his businesses because he could, because he's a rich guy and businesses can still do that, like five or six times. So he understands debt is paralyzing and these people cannot be excused for their debt because Bush, GW, got rid of that. You have to make a very little money, very little money, and it'd be a certain particular circumstance to file bankruptcy. And it's almost nobody. And then you have 10 years of nothingness. Nothing. You can't do anything. So they know this. So I'm telling you, Trump will think of a strategy because he's going to be next to, if it's Bernie, the actual real populace instead of, you know, it's like the fake coach bag next to the real one. If you put them next to each other, you know the difference. But if they're separate from each other, you might not know the difference. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't know the difference, dearest. Oh, you're so funny. So um, so people are hanging their hopes on John Bolton. John Bolton is the biggest hawk alive, okay? He is a hawk. He wants to regime you know change every country. He looks like he swooped down on some mouse in a field. <laughs> With his and he didn't Mustache. swallow it, and it stuck under his nose. Um, Trump hated that about his. He didn't like his look. He didn't have like a I casting. Hate him too. It's he doesn't. He doesn't have a casting look. You know, um, whatever. But then look at look at Trump. He's not exactly Brad Pitt. Well, Trump thinks he looks good, even though he yeah. looks so weird. Very he more orange and more bloated than ever. So, and Bolton is like. Um, 
he's like a minefield, a walking minefield. So his position, like with North Korea, so a lot of people are like, oh my God, Trump went to talk to Kim. I'm like, you know what? It's kind of good to talk to that guy because he's kooks and they have like a closed society. He's got nuclear weapons. Like maybe stopping him from blowing up the world isn't such a bad thing. What do you mean Kobe Bryant not <laughs> pass away? He was supposed to come over and visit me. Uh, maybe that's where him he's going. Him and Dennis Rodman. Oh my God. They come and they have a one-on-one pickup game. We're not even drunk. So um, now I've lost my place. North Korea. Oh, so John Bolton's position on North Korea is to take them over, regime change, to stop them with nuclear weapons. So every time Trump went there and he brought John Bolton with him, North Korea was like, just the presence of John Bolton shut down the conversation. Like, they're like, you brought this guy with you? He wants to, like, make us the next Libya. Like, sorry, we're not interested in talking to you anymore, Mr. Trump. Like, bye-bye. And that was the end of it. Okay, and that's everything. Like, he wanted him to go into Venezuela, take over Venezuela. Like, he has been in favor of every war we've gone into. Every single one. Trump wanted to get out of um, Afghanistan, take everybody out of there. He didn't want to do it. Do you know that last year we bombed more than we ever have bombed Afghanistan? All of the years. It's almost 20 years, folks. It's almost 20 years. I think they're years. doing that just to try to loosen up the, the, the cliff faces so they can get to the minerals easier. Oh, stop. Yeah. But it's the biggest bombing. So Trump wanted to get the hell out of there. So instead, they bombed it. It's the number one bombing year since we've been in Afghanistan. And no one can tell you what is the objective. Why are we there? Why do we spend, what is it, $3 billion a month that Tulsi talks about? Because of the poppy and the minerals. Right, but... No one tells us that. Like, that's not helping yeah. me or Pat you. Pat Tillman tried to tell everybody yeah, that. Look well, what happened. Yeah, him. I know. That's true. So that's the guy, John Bolton, okay? He's a complete hawk. He never heard of a war that he didn't like. Bombing Iran, Iraq. Even though we never Iraq, fought in one. Right. And um, he was in the Bush administration for a short period of time. So apparently he wrote this book. Um, and New York Times and Washington Post and everybody knows about this book. And he was asked to testify. And he was like, yeah, if they give me a subpoena, I'll come. You know, if the Senate calls me, I would like to testify. I am willing to testify. And the Trump administration knew about the book when he took his job. And they were like, yeah, fine, write a book. We don't care. They always do that. Like, they just don't care. They're like, whatever. Um, So now he wants to testify. And there's this book. So now there's the pressure on the Republicans because the Republicans are now being exposed so now there's this book, this hawkish, clearly Republican on steroids wants to testify. So you can't say he's a liberal jerk off. You can't say he's moderate. He is a fire breathing, complete hawk Republican who just gave $10,000 to a few of their congressional campaigns. Okay, that's for a fact. And Trump fired him, but he swears he You quit. know who he reminds me of? You remember Pinocchio? Yeah. Remember the guy that John made Bolton. Pinocchio? Yeah, Geppetto. Yeah, he looks a little bit like him. He looks like Geppetto on a but bit. An on a, evil like, Geppetto. Yeah, an evil Geppetto. So I think the walls... With the glasses and the mustache. The walls are closing on both on the Democratic establishment because they have no idea. How, they can't stop Bernie. Like, what are we going to do? They're like, we can't stop Bernie, AOC, the squad. They're like, what are we going to do? Even Andrew Yang is still collecting money. Tulsi's still out there. They're like, 
What are we going to do with these people? We have no idea. We've tried everything. And then Trump is sitting there saying, John freaking Bolton. John Bolton. Well, Donald, you wanted it. You got it. So now. You could have hung out on Fifth Avenue for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Wheeling and dealing. Making your dirty deals. Yep. Hanging out with Giuliani. Grabbing debutantes by the boop. Yeah. You know, going no, to Russia, doing Because Obama made fun of you and laughed at you right away. Oh. He never thought he was going to win, though. So, like, you know, your brand wasn't big enough. He wanted his brand to be bigger so he could make more money. That was what it was all about. So now it's pride. Now, you know, he wants to stay in the White House, whatever, and he wants to be president. So this is really going to be interesting. I think it's going to get a little nutty because who knows where this trial is going. It's not great that the candidates can't. You know, be out there. Like right now, Iowa, New Hampshire, they could probably. I manage. don't. I don't even think it matters. How you, long is this going to go on? You can't make up your mind by now. You're an idiot. People like to see the candidates, though. But I mean, they like to. Come on. Like I, we even said, yeah, we'll see. but Bernie was there four years ago. Yeah, people want to see him again. Yeah, well, I mean, he really hasn't gone off message in four years. Now, four years? How about? 40 years. All right. So Same thing. What do, I have, what do I need to... I've never met the man. I'd like to meet him someday. Well, he'll be back here. All right. We'll so him. there you go. I mean... Well, because they're all used to these voters actually meeting the candidates oh. because they live in a small area. Too bad. <laughs> but it's not good for the candidates because they need to connect with the voters. They do. But well, Ma and Pa Kettle better pack up Bessie and, you know, like the Beverly Hillbillies. They and, do. And head out to the West Coast. There are farmers that travel miles, believe it or not, to see AOC. Miles. And they think, oh, she's just a big city person. No, she's talking to them. She's talking to the people that are struggling to try to just, like, make ends meet and get the basics that have been left behind. She's telling the truth. She just gave the finger to the establishment. They're like, oh, you're supposed to give us $250,000 of your money, like to the slush fund and the DCCC. She said, no, F you, in the nice way. She goes, we have our own, uh, we have our own uh, organization we're starting, and we're not going to be participating in well, that. Thank somebody you. Somebody come out with the story that the DNC, they went in the office, the place was empty. The DNC is broke. The DNC is broke. They have no money left. I guess Hillary siphoned all the money out of there. And it's gone. They have no money. Nobody will give them money because we all know they're losers. They have no money. You know who has the money? Bernie. Our money. Working for us. Okay. I'm out of breath at this point. What did you want me to look up? There was something you wanted me to look up. The, the primaries that Bernie won. Ah, okay. New so, Hampshire and... Okay, so I'm going to look that stuff up. While I up. do that, I'm well, going to tell everyone, this is from The Hill, about the Trust Act. Now, in 2012, when Mitt Romney was running with Paul Ryan, um, she's switching the microphone. What a nightmare that was. I got to use the microphone. She spit all over. <laughs> I didn't spit on anything. Uh, please, please, please. We're married. She gets crazy. She's like, Sylvester the cat. We're universal. She spirit. gets nuts. We're one person. <laughs> okay. Paul Ryan ran on the promise to cut Social Security and Medicare. Gratefully, they lost. I cannot believe they ran on that. Yeah, they did. Isn't that insane? Like, hi, old people. You're Republican. We want to take your we're benefits about to away. Vote for us. We're about to mug you. Yeah, we're going to mug you, and you're going to be living on the street, right, with no medicine. So good luck with that. Can you imagine? Okay, now... And they lost. They were surprised. Now, here, here we go again. Now, while he wrings his hands about the dastardly deeds of Donald Trump, he goes on, you know, he goes on TV. 
mm-hmm. looking like one of those daytime soap opera older guys that plays judges and lawyers. <laughs> okay. He's got a plan to gut Social Security again. It is called the Trust Act. He's doing this again. They never stop. They never stop. And now he's going by the phrase, he goes, he wants to strengthen Social Security. But now 90% of the House Democrats have come up with something to counter it, a checkmate. Okay. It's called Social Security 2100 Act, you know, for the future century. Yeah, you yes. know. So that's if anybody, you know, we, we haven't drowned by then. <laughs> We'll come back like Kevin Costner in Waterworld, like gills behind our ears. Oh, you're funny. Uh, now, 209 House members have backed this, and 12 are for the 12, they call them outlier Democrats. Uh, Joe Manchin's got to be one of them. Yes, Joe Manchin's a nightmare. He's on board. I have to attend to our small kit. With the Trust Act. Now, Romney's plan, $137,000, once you reach that in your weekly and your yearly tally, you don't have to pay Social Security anymore. Yeah, but I'm not in... I'm not Wasn't in it lower? It was like 119 Yeah, it was. So actually, well, we're then we're gaining money. Then more people are paying into it longer. But like, why do we do that at all? Why can't we just make everybody pay into it always? Why do we give people a break? That make more money. Doesn't make sense, right? So, okay, we're taking a little more money from people. I don't know. All right, so now the U.S. drinking water, now we have a big problem way outside of Flint and Newark. Now it's extended to the cities of Miami, Philadelphia, and New Orleans. And it's called U.S. drinking water is widely contaminated with something called forever chemicals. Forever? Sounds like an aphrodisiac you'd get from uh, Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> You're in a roll today. I know. Now, like I said, the highest, they man-made chemicals. And the chemicals, get a load of this, they were used to make Teflon, Scotchgard, and firefighting foam. And people are drinking that. You know, Teflon, you know, the, the, the yeah, pans. Yeah, you put the on pans, the pans. You always see some fat dame burning up butterscotch candies <laughs> on those copper pans on TV. <laughs> Uh, they don't really work anymore. You know, right before my buddy Caleb comes on. Tony. <laughs> Caleb and Alec. Oh, my God. I tell you, I, I turn on the TV. I go I go for Archie and Edith. I get Caleb and Alec. He's talking about and the Shriners. And they're adorable blanket. The Shriners. Go ahead. God knows what they're doing with it. Tony. Okay. <laughs> the water. The water. I've been meaning to say that. The water. Now they're using Teflon, Scotchgard, and firefighting foam. Okay, now... I can't even pronounce his name. The chemical is named perforfluoro perfor something or other. We're going to call it, they call it PFAS. And it cannot be environmentally broken down. Mm. That's insane. It links to cancer, liver damage, low birth weight, and other health problems. Oh, God. Uh, now, an environmental working group called EWG did a study in 2018, and the 110 million people exposed to this chemical, the forever chemicals, they said that was a lowball estimate, that it should be higher. God, no, we've probably been exposed to this crap. Of course we have. Our water smells funny lately. Yeah. David Andrews, a senior scientist at EWG, it's, it's, he states... It's nearly impossible to avoid contaminated drinking water from these chemicals. And now they want to relax restrictions and they want to dump more crap in the water. Yep. Trump did it last week. Yes, he did. Yes. 
We can't drink the water. I'm sorry. I'm not, I oh, I refuse to drink even the Brita water that we do here. Like, I just won't drink it. But we still have to shower with it. Oh. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's not just Flint, Michigan. Well, there's something called Navy showers. This is what, this is what they taught me. You go in, because when you're on a ship, you only have a certain amount of water. You go in, you run underneath the, the hose fast, turn it off, soap up real quick, <laughs> Run underneath. That's why you got to just wash the important parts. Oh, you're so funny. But if the water is bad for you, it doesn't matter how long you're I in the know. water. You're exposed I to know. bad water. But you don't let it run across your body that much. I know. It's a lot we to think about. Have bad water. I mean, now, here's the big, This here's the kicker to this story. The Environmental Protection Agency has known PFAs. This has been a problem in the drinking water for 20 years. 20 years? 20 years. Since 2001, this has been going on. Well, that's during all these presidents, both Democrats and Republicans. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Hollywood is going the remake route again. Now, I personally love this picture, and it became a very big cult classic. The Thing. Oh, yeah. First the one in the 50s, and then the one I love with Kurt Russell in the... Uh, 1982. I remember when I went to see it. I go into the theater. There was two people in the theater besides me. I'm sitting there looking at the screen. I'm like, this movie's fantastic. How come this place is not jammed with people? It was a great picture. I liked it so much, I actually turned around a week later. I went and saw it a second time. I gave it some return business. I went to see it again because I couldn't believe it the first time what I saw. So now Universal Studios and Blumhouse Productions are teaming up and they're going to make a, a, a reboot of the thing because now they found John W. Campbell's not only Who Goes There, but based on the story, they actually found the longer version of the story that was a, a failed novel that he never finished called Frozen Hell. Frozen Hell? Now, I looked it up right away. I wanted to see what it was about. They said there's really nothing new. It's just like a little more extraneous activity. It's, it's, it's a little longer to get to the, the meat of the story. You know what I mean? So uh, John Betancourt landed, uh, he started, launched a Kickstarter to fund the release of the classic novella Frozen Hell in 2018. I'm so, this is out of Bloody Disgusting, the website. So now we're going to have another remake. We had one in 2011. The called Bloody Disgusting. Bloody Disgusting. So we had the Someone remake. We had the remake in two thousand and three. What was the name of the actor? Oh God, I forget. And he's a pretty good actor too. Yeah, I got the, the. Well, you're gonna have to like look at the map because this is. How okay, so, so Bernie, is, uh, Bernie got Maine. He got New Hampshire. He got Alaska, Vermont, West Virginia, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. He got Oklahoma. Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado, Wyoming, Utah. He got all the big. He got all the big block states. And a lot of them are red or purple, right? So think he got about Montana. He got North Dakota. Well, she took South Dakota. Yeah, because I bet you a lot of people. Idaho, Washington State, Oregon, and yeah, he yeah. So he got twenty three. Did he get Michigan? Yeah, it's here. Yeah. And, and he got Westford, he got Wisconsin, he got Minnesota, they North were Dakota. Over those states. Shocked. He got uh, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska, uh, Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, yeah, Idaho, Montana, Washington, yeah, and so, uh, Oregon. So my theory, my so, theory, yeah. my theory is a good one because if he has support there, right? 
And a lot those people were voting between him and Hillary, and they picked him. They're not Hillary people, right? So if he has Tulsi with him, those people might even be more willing. More people will be willing to vote for him because Tulsi's going to relate to those I people. I could see some of them cowboys coming out and say, man, she looks like one of them squalls I was hot for in high oh school. God, I can't. She's got that dark skin and that beautiful hair. Did he get Nevada? I just pulled it away. No, no, no. You don't remember? Mm, I thought he did. He's doing very good in Nevada. All right, so now we got a thing. Uh, oh, Joel Edgerton, that's his name. He was in the remake. Oh, okay. Uh, Joel, I forget. The, uh, and uh, the, only good, the only interesting part of that movie was the fact that when the thing took you over, it couldn't ingest the metal. So in one scene, when he had an earring in one ear and it wound up on the other earlobe and he didn't realize it because he was an alien, mm -hmm. she spotted it, the girl, I forget her name, dark-haired girl. She looks like Natalie Wood. And uh, that's how she knew she was in the thing with him. Like She was like, uh-oh, because the earring had not been assimilated by the thing. It oh, just I get you. switched I get you. it over. I get you. Did you have one more story before we go? Uh, oh, no. The two parts of the thing I love, the original, was when they went out to the site, the crash site, and they found the UFO in the ice. And the guy says to Kurt Russell, he goes, uh, they've been pulling up things from this area for years. He goes, this ice that it's in is 100,000 years old at least. Could you imagine? Well, imagine when the planet Because really at the beginning warming. of... The beginning of the movie, you see something crashing into the Earth's atmosphere, and that must have been the. Uh, and then the guys telling Kurt oh, Russell, the, the guys telling the Kurt Russell in the uh, snow, whatever snowcat, he goes, "This thing could have uh, imitated a thousand life forms in a thousand worlds. It's not dead yet. There's still activity in the cellular remains, and it sent a chill up my spine, like." How many things has this thing absorbed? It's what movie, is this? Though. It's a movie. Yeah, but I mean, just think about it. Yeah, it's, it's scary. It's a good movie. I don't think they should remake it. Okay, this unfortunately is the 34th anniversary of the Challenger disaster. So I would like to read the names in memoriam of the intrepid astronauts and one civilian teacher who decided to... Uh, she listened to uh, Sinatra's one too many times singing, Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> And unfortunately for her, it did not so work out sad. well. So sad. I remember it well. So the names are of these astronauts were Dick Scobie, Michael J. Smith, Ellison Onezuka, Judith Resnick, Ronald McNair, Gregory Jarvis, and Krista McAuliffe. Very sad day. Very sad. 34 years ago today. Wow. So... That is our program. I want to remind everybody, if uh, you're out there petitioning for Bernie, keep at it. Um, we're doing it here in New York. And if you're in Iowa, get out there and caucus for Bernie and New Hampshire. And uh, it's going to start getting wild. Um, keep, we'll keep you posted. We'll be with you again soon. See ya.